What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our Water's Edge Sunday morning online worship experience. Once again, thank you so very much for tuning in today and hanging out with us. For those of you that continue to like and share these online worship experiences with your circle of influence, thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. We have people tuning in from all over the place. Also, I say this every week, but thank you so much. For those of you that continue to worship with us online through giving and generosity, maybe by meeting our new $10 challenge, thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. You allow us to help more people, love more people, feed more people, and serve more people, and shelter more people from our community. You allow our gathering to be the hands and feet of Jesus in God's love. Today we continue with our current series. Let me begin with this question. You know that feeling that you get when you first notice that you're about to get sick with something, whether it's the cold or strep throat or the flu or something like that, a 24-hour bug? It's almost like this, and we can all identify with this. At one moment, you feel okay. One day, you feel okay, and then the next day, it just kind of sets in. Or one morning, you wake up feeling fine, and then a few hours later, you just feel awful. The shakes, the sweats, the weaknesses, the fever, the cough, and then... Then you know it's not going to be long before you're completely sick and absolutely down for the count. And it can happen rather quickly. And I got to be honest with you, I have dealt with the same thing when my mind feels broken. I have dealt with the same thing when my emotions feel broken. I have dealt with the same thing when my soul feels broken on the inside because my thoughts are so, so heartbreaking and my thoughts are hard to get control of or my thoughts are just full of uncertainty or fear about the future or anxiety or panic. It feels like at one moment I'm kind of doing okay and then the very next moment I can feel it kind of setting in. A few weeks ago about two o'clock in the morning I could hear something in the hallway of my house and it was my son Jagger. He woke up and he was just throwing up everywhere on the floor. He couldn't even make it to the bathroom and he had a stomach bug and I asked him I said buddy could you feel this kind of coming on? He goes well when I went to sleep my stomach was hurting a little bit. He goes but it wasn't like I needed to throw up. He goes but it just woke me up out of a dead sleep. Well, the next thing you knew, the next day I felt it coming onto me and I got sick too. But it works the same way in our mind. It's like at one moment I'm okay, but the next day I might not be okay. At one moment I'm fine. At this season of my life, it seems like I'm strong and stable, but then something happens and it just feels like I'm being crushed underneath the weight of what's in my mind. My mind hurting can feel the same way for a day or for a season. You feel positive, hopeful, energetic, grounded, anchored, stable, but then, and sometimes in a very unexpected way, you can just start to ache with depression or anxiety or fear, and sometimes you don't even know why. And when you go through this, most of the words that you say and most of the reactions that you have in your life and most of the choices that you make will not be good in that moment. And the reason why is because you don't have clarity in your mind and in your emotions. And when you don't have clarity, we don't make the best decisions because we don't think the most clear thoughts. And so today, we finish up with our series entitled One More Day. And let me just say this, following Jesus does not take these battles away from you, but following Jesus can help you manage and deal with these battles in a much more godly way and in a God-honoring way and in a wise way. Today I want us to close this series by looking at something that Jesus did that has always helped me regain hope in my life when it feels like my hope was lost. It always helps me regain joy and peace when it feels like my joy and peace is lost. And it 
it always helps me come back to reality when it feels like my mind is just sinking me under heartache and pain. Growing up, our family had a camp in Toledo Bend Lake. Man, my dad used to love to go fishing over there with his friends. But every summer, we'd go spend a couple of weeks at Toledo Bend. And every morning, my dad and us boys, we would get up and we would go fishing. But most of the evenings, we would go back on the boat on the lake and we wouldn't fish, but we would ski and hydroslide and water slide and all that kind of good stuff. And I was pretty good at hydro sliding and, and I could wakeboard too but I never really could learn how to ski and get up on two skis and I remember one evening my dad and my older brother were just determined to get me up on these two skis and it was the first time I was out there and so man I would try and I just wouldn't work and I remember this time when I got up on those two skis and I was like this is awesome and they saw me skiing and so they took off and when they did I fell and when I went under I held on to the rope and they kept going and as I was holding onto the rope, it just drugged me underneath the water and I couldn't breathe. I had to hold my breath. It felt like I was drowning. And this was the thought going through my mind. I fell down and I don't know why I'm holding onto the rope except for the fact I don't want them to leave me and not see that I fell down. And so I had this fear in me that they wouldn't see me fall off the skis and they would just keep going and leave me in the middle of the lake. But at the same time, I was holding onto the rope and the power of the boat was pulling me underneath the water and I couldn't breathe and I couldn't get my my head above water and the only thing I needed to do to breathe again the only thing I needed to do to stay alive the only thing I needed to do to get my head above water and to catch my breath was simply to let go of the rope and the reason I couldn't breathe and the reason I was drowning and the reason why I was sinking underneath this flood is because I was holding on to something that I didn't have to hold on to if I wanted to breathe again if I wanted to come up out of the water and take a deep breath and get my head above water all I had to do was simply let go of the rope. And to be honest with you, battling in my mind feels like that sometimes. But I don't mean it feels like you're drowning underneath the water, but rather sometimes it feels like I'm drowning underneath sadness, anguish, anxiety, panic, fear, sadness, depression. And all of this can feel like you're being dragged underneath the flood and underneath the water. In fact, for many people, it feels a lot like my story. At one moment in your mind, you're fine. At one moment in your soul, you're fine. At one moment in your emotions, you're okay. You can breathe. Everything seems okay. And then the very next day or the very next moment, it feels like you're being dragged underneath the flood of anxiety, fear, panic, heartache, the, the, the flood of my emotions and the flood of my negativity and many times what happens we still hold on to the rope while being dragged underneath the flood but the question is why notice this today if you're still with me Sam's still with you why do we usually have a hard time letting go of our heavy thoughts and our heavy feelings why do we hold on to our heavy thoughts and our heavy feelings like a rope Something I've noticed over the years in dealing with real people is this, all of us, we all want to feel alive on the inside. All of us want to have a reason to wake up and live, and we all want that feeling on the inside that we're alive, that we have a purpose in this life, significance in this life, a reason to wake up and live. Now this is the problem that most of us who battle with our mind face, the feeling of joy, 
confidence, love, a healthy self-esteem, hope for future outcomes. All of that makes us feel alive on the inside until those feelings start to leave you and sometimes they leave you. After that, you have a hard time finding those feelings again on a consistent basis. But for some people, the feelings of sadness, inner heartache, inner sorrow, depression, self-pity are much more constant and consistent in their life and they help them feel something. They help them feel pain and that pain reminds them that at least they're alive. So what happens for a lot of people, these positive healthy feelings like joy and hope, things like that, that makes them feel alive until it leaves them. But many times other things help us feel like sadness and anguish and loneliness and many times those feelings and those emotions are much more constant in our life and so many times people, especially when their mind is broken, they develop these unhealthy patterns of always retreating back to the pain and always retreating back to those feelings of sorrow because that at least helps them feel something. And so many times they just get addicted to the sadness and they get addicted to the pain. And many times it feels like when this happens, we're just sinking lower and lower and lower underneath the waters and underneath the floods. And all we have to do sometimes is just let go of the rope. And so it's God. God's heart and it's my heart that we would find that feeling of being alive again in his love in his grace and in a relationship with him instead of the pain and sadness that we feel in our heart now in Luke chapter 4 we find Jesus in a very difficult situation he's been fasting in the desert for 40 days he's also suffering some very intense temptations in his mind he survives all of it he overcomes all of these crazy temptations in his soul, in his spirit, in his body, in his mind. He finally leaves the wilderness and he makes his way back to his hometown, the hometown of Nazareth. As soon as he gets a chance, he makes his way to the local synagogue and he begins to teach and read from the prophet Isaiah. And this is what Jesus says about his life, his calling and his ministry. This is when Jesus begins his ministry and this is how he explains his heart. I could say that this is our heart here at the water's edge also. This is how he explains the mission of his life and his love for you and his love for me. Luke chapter 4, verses 18 through 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released, they're free. The blind will see, the oppressed will be set free. At that time of the Lord's favor has come. Do you see his heart here for his people? For all people, for real people who have real pain, God sent his son Jesus to bring new life. New life to the poor, new life to the brokenhearted, new life to the crushed, new life to the oppressed, new life to those in bondage in this world. Now, notice that word oppressed. Again, it's a loaded word, and this is what it means. And notice this today. If you're still with me, Sam, so still with you. The word oppressed means those who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, broken down by calamity, and the brokenhearted. Jesus came to heal, to change, to love, and disciple those who are broken, those who are crushed, those who are left out, those who are burdened, those who are downtrodden, and those who are oppressed. Listen, you are never too damaged to love God. You're never too damaged to know God. You're never too damaged to serve God. You're never too damaged to follow Jesus or to walk with Jesus. You are never too damaged ever, ever. His heart beats for the hurting, and in him we find life and a reason to wake up and live. His heart beats for the oppressed 
rest and in him we find life and a reason to wake up and live. His heart beats for the crushed and for the brokenhearted and in him we find his love and we find a reason to wake up and live. His heart beats for the afraid. His heart beats for the ones who have a past. His heart beats for the ones who have a mistake. His heart beats for the ones who have scars and burdens and in him we find love and a reason to wake up and live. And then there comes a time when you and I give our life to Jesus and we devote our heart to being a follower of Jesus and a disciple of Jesus and we develop this very real relationship with Jesus Christ and when we do that I want you to notice something that Jesus says about my life and about your life and about every person who has a soul and a heart and dreams and a past and a future and their life too. Notice what he says about you and notice what he says about me. John chapter 10 verses 27 through 30 if you're still with me. Sam's still with you. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life and they're never going to perish. No one can snatch them away from me. For my father has given them to me and he's more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the father's hand. The father and I are one. When we give our life to Jesus, when we follow Jesus, when we have a relationship with Jesus, we follow him with our choices, with our heart, with our plans, with our life. As we do that, he gives us a gift. It's called eternal life. How long is eternal? How long is forever? How long is forever life? Eternal life, forever life is forever. And then he says that we will never perish and nothing can separate us from his love. And then he says that nothing can pluck us out of his hand. Jesus says, I'm holding on to you and nothing can pluck you out of my hand. And my hand is in God the Father's hand and nothing can pluck you out of my hand and nothing can pluck you out of God the Father's hand. Nothing, not even failure, not even weakness, not even depression, not even mistakes, not even setbacks, not even mess up not even temptations, not even you can take yourself out of the hands of Jesus or out of the hands of God. You cannot go through anything in this life that will remove you from the grip of God's love, which means this, and notice this today, if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. When you follow Jesus in faith, Jesus then holds on to you forever, for eternity, which means this, whatever it is that you're holding on to today that's making your mind more broken and more lonely and your soul more sad, don't give up trying to fight it. Don't stop trying to fight it. Don't let go of your resolve. Don't let go of your perseverance. Don't stop fighting. Don't stop kicking because if you keep fighting one day, you'll defeat it. Because no matter what you go through as you fight back against the anxiety, no matter what you go through as you fight back against the habits and the patterns and the sadness and the depression and the fear, God will never let you go and He will hold on to us forever. And so because of that, keep praying over and over again. Because of that, keep fighting over and over again. Keep worshiping over and over again. Keep seeking God over and over again. And keep fighting back over and over again. Jesus came for real everyday people just like me and just like you. Now in light of all that, let me give you a couple of applications to take home today as we finish this series. And these are two helpful applications that always help me anchor my mind and my soul when it feels like I'm, I'm just sinking underneath the floodwaters. The first thought is this, and notice this today. You're not on the edge of disaster unless you choose it. Let me explain it to you in this way. How many times does our mind try to convince us that things are hopeless? 
How many times has your mind tried to convince you that things are absolutely broken and just past hope? Anytime I have thoughts like this that just drag me underneath the flood of fear and anxiety, I always tell myself this one truth, and this is what it is. Because of Jesus Christ, you're never on the edge of disaster unless you keep going down the pathway of it. Let me say that again. Because of Jesus, his love, his grace, his mercy, you're never on the edge of disaster unless you continue to go down the pathway of it. Listen, when we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we can survive anything unless we choose to just keep going down a disastrous pathway. And so because of all that, you don't have to let your mind convince you that the worst is about to happen to you or you're not going to survive it because with God's love, he's never going to let you go. With God's grip around your heart, he's never going to let you go. You can survive it all. Amen. The second thing is this. Notice this today. Allow your future destinations in life to determine your choices, but never allow your worries or fears about the unknowns in your future to determine what thoughts you end up listening to. One of the best ways I've learned how to make healthy choices in my life is to always pay attention to the road that I'm on. In other words, if I do this, where is this going to lead me one day in my future? If I choose this, if I decide this, if I try this, if I stop this, if I start this, if I keep doing this, where is this going to lead me one day in my life in the future? How is this now going to affect my relationships then? How is this now going to affect my mind then? How is this now going to affect my soul then? How is this now going to affect my faith then? You can't go wrong by making wise decisions today that will get you in a healthier place tomorrow. On the other hand, all of our thoughts that are fear-based and panic-based and anxiety-based are also based around the future which means many times we have fear over things that haven't happened yet. Don't listen to those thoughts. Those thoughts over the fears that you have, over the things that have not happened yet and they probably won't happen ever, those thoughts will convince you to let go of your hope and hold on to hopelessness like a rope that drags you underneath the flood. Let go of hopelessness because with the love of God, you can survive it all. Don't listen to those thoughts about the future. Pay attention to your pathways because your pathways in life always determine your future destinations. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Continue to stay tuned in with us for an amazing time of worship with the amazing Water's Edge Band. We love you all. We cannot wait to see you back next week.